Powerful, um, beautiful friend, Anissa Zucker. And uh, we get to hear really from her heart today what God has been showing her, what she's doing. She's working on a book project, Mm -hmm. um, all sorts of amazing things that she just does and is. And I think you need to get to know her. So let me just read the bio first. But before I do that, hi, Anissa, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. It's an honor and privilege. Yeah. Well, it is my honor and privilege. So this is a win-win. Mm-hmm. So let me let everybody know about you. You've got a significant bio here. You got you're a uh, amazing, busy woman here. Anissa Zucker resides in New Hartford, Connecticut, with her husband, David, eight-year-old daughter, Melody, and their two dogs. Don't forget the dogs. A coon hound rescue named Reese and a puppy golden doodle named Mitzi. I love the pets. That's awesome. (laughs) Anissa works as a paraprofessional in uh, Avon. Did I say that correctly? Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah. She holds a master's degree in literacy education, a bachelor's degree in uh, psychology and elementary education. Her lifelong interest in writing drew her towards various related memberships and groups, which provided more inspiration and encouragement. She has a self, she has self-published a few children's books and one poetry book is awesome. She enjoys exploring creative painting projects for book covers. Her passion and calling in life is to share the gospel message of the finished work, hallelujah for that, of Jesus Christ. She is a Cana New Wine graduate, Cana New Wine graduates unite. <laughs> That's awesome. So, wow, that is awesome. And this, I love that. Uh, so, okay. So now you've got a lot of things going on. You have a lot of gifts. And it sounds like, you know, you have a really interesting journey. Yeah. Did you always know Jesus? Did you, how how did that roll for you? Yeah. So I did not always know Jesus, <laughs> to be honest. And um, growing up in the um, congregational church, um, I learned a lot of the stories and I really, growing up, I, I was very privileged child. I had a great upbringing, good family, very supportive, loving, nurturing, the whole nine yards. Um, and the church I went to was interesting. I, I learned a lot um, growing up. But um, one piece that was missing, uh, I would think, uh, I would say is Jesus. Um, I, I learned a lot about God, but I still didn't understand a lot about the cross and of course, you know, you're a young kid going through confirmation classes and you're, you know, try some, some kids maybe not into it and maybe some were, but for myself, I was very curious child and I would ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, and I remember I asked the question, um, there was one part of the whole gospel. I, I just, for whatever reason, God didn't reveal it to me yet and just, you know, I couldn't believe that the Virgin Mary was actually a virgin. Maybe this is because I, you know, I had just got out of like a class with, you know, I'm just learning about sex ed because I'm only 12. So how could this <laughs> like, be wait a second? No, that's not. <laughs> how could this be possible? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, but if you show any doubt, it, it ra- raises some red flags. And I remember the um, church council had to have a vote on whether or not they should continue my confirmation because <laughs> in my wow. essay yeah I had one, that one shred of doubt I just and I was honest I was like look I just don't know if this part is true <laughs> <laughs> you are not allowed to doubt you're not allowed to question no I'm sorry yeah yeah so that that was like my beginning of uh sort of questioning authority and ah, um, you little trouble if- you yeah, if, <laughs> it was a lot more questioning over the years too. <laughs> Pushing the limits now. Um, so that was sort of my introduction, and then just my my take on it um, was 
well, you know, there's got to be something. I was always trying to like pick something out that was something didn't seem right. But what it was that didn't seem right is that I just wasn't experiencing the gospel yet. I wasn't feeling um, that the presence of Holy Spirit I wasn't feeling, you know, caught up in the spirit. You know, all the gifts of the spirit weren't, weren't there yet. I was very young. And I remember as I'm growing up in a small town in Columbia, Connecticut, just listening to um, people speak about their experiences, nobody really talked about God in it. You know what I mean? People, I didn't grow up in Bible Belt, so it was really just um, the reward system. So the system where you work really hard, I, I have Italians and Germans on my family, and they're both similar and very different in one way. One side of the family is very, the, the German side is very methodical and um strict where the italian family is more on the paranoid side and <laughs> tough love but that par- a little paranoid too like <laughs> you know like everyone's like out to get them so you gotta <laughs> stick together as a family because you can't trust people <laughs> so growing up with this kind of ideology um you know that you have to work really hard mm-hmm. trust only in your family um it was more family than god it was more like trust your family don't trust outsiders <laughs> and um you know there's some good parts about that i'm not i'm not saying it it was all um you know n- negative it was like, there was a lot everything it's a mixed bag yeah it was a mixed bag mm-hmm. but when i was growing up with that i remember believing that i was on the outside mm-hmm. i was always um someone who just couldn't figure life out I I felt like I was always like last to get picked for the soccer game or um, the one who couldn't pick up on social cues and had had trouble fitting in. Right. But I love to make people laugh. So in school, sometimes that would be my MO. I'll be the class clown. (laughs) And then I'd get in trouble, you know, and before I know it, um, they're starting labeling me with these Uh diagnoses. And and this was before this was in the 80s. Right. So 80s. Became a thing. Um, It was they started putting that idea in my head that you have this, and this is what's wrong with you. Put put this in a box over here. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I remember one of the times, um, one of the tests, I I had to take a test to to see if I would qualify for special education, Mm -hmm. and I didn't qualify. And I remember being like really upset that I didn't qualify to get extra (laughs) help. And my mom was like, no, you should be proud. You're you're smart. You're doing good. <laughs> but in my mind, I, I knew something was wrong and I needed help. Um, nowadays, they probably would have given me um, extra help because um, I had what I do had do have or had. I like to say had a processing disorder. So mm-hmm. I always needed extra time on tests mm-hmm. because of the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. Um I always needed extra time. I was always like the last one to finish on a test. And Mm -hmm. so when this whole notion of working hard, striving, and then getting your reward, um, maybe that works for some people. But for this person, that didn't work because I worked so hard to try to get good grades, to try to um, fit in, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To try to please others. Mm -hmm. I ended up tripping over myself and, right. and you know, getting myself in a tailspin. Mm. So that that's sort of my elementary and even high school experience. I ended up joining the drama club. That was a good outlet for me. And also martial arts. I became really obsessed with martial arts, keeping fit and that self-discipline, you know, again, striving. Right. <laughs> Right. But always trying to find a way to to fit in. And um and that was something I excelled in was the martial arts. I remember I did my senior project on the martial arts and, and how it helped me through school and got me through some hard times. <laughs> nice. And then later, later I go to college, right? You're you're running off into college, a whole new territory. You're on your own, you're living in a dormitory. Um, life got crazy fast. I spiraled pretty quickly into some addictions and depression. Um, 
even mania, which I think came from the addictions. Mm -hmm. And it was very hard to, this was in 1998, 98, uh, to about 2001. And it was really hard to pinpoint exactly what moment in time this, this spiral happened. But at some point I started to realize something wasn't right in my life. I started feeling like this sense of impending doom. And that's, that's when, when I talk about um, depression and anxiety, Uh even the ADHD symptoms manifesting more um, the impending doom was the worst because I had no way out of it. I didn't know any, I didn't know to reach out to God. I didn't, I I heard about God as God, but this distant God, not up there somewhere. Yeah. And all your mistakes, (laughs) not internal. Yeah. Pointing out the mistakes or a punishing God, not a God is with you through it all. So Mm -hmm. for a while I got lost again in my addiction and didn't, I wrote something down here. Um, uh, drama clown. Oh, I moved into when I moved into the dorm at Keene, New Hampshire. Um, I and I struggled with with the alcohol and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did end up going to me AA meetings to try to um get get myself out of it, but the the trouble with the AA meetings um I wasn't hearing anything about Jesus, nothing. Oh. It was all this this higher power, higher power. Mm -hmm. So I struggled for a long time and and went into Buddhism and new age and Mm -hmm. uh, everything, but Jesus (laughs) to to find a way out, you know? And, And I, I actually really appreciate my process because I tell people like, if you are, if someone's like, say they're into Buddhism right now, the worst thing you can do is say, oh, that's wrong. Stop doing that and do it this way. Right. Because I needed that Buddhism experience Mm -hmm. in that time of my life Mm -hmm. to get me to where I am now, where now after having an experience with Holy Spirit, I can't even go back to a Buddhist temple. So it's, it's, things are different now Mm -hmm. only because I've already been there. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, um, it was like, it was almost like you're emptying your mind and they say, Mm -hmm. you know, um, an idle mind is a devil's playground, (laughs) right? So Mm -hmm. you're, you're being taught to empty your mind instead of filling it with God's Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know any better. And I remember having lots of negative thoughts and then having a negative thought about my negative Negative thought. thought. Oh my gosh. And it's a spiral, right? It's a spiral. Mm -hmm. And it took a while to, you know, for me to like be able to hear God. And that was Mm -hmm. over years of just therapy and staying sober Mm -hmm. Um, and going to Australia. I went to Australia for six months, study abroad, saw things in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to get my master's in literacy. That's when I went um, into master's program for literacy consultant. And um, shortly thereafter, married my husband in 2011 Mm-hmm. And then um, we we struggled with a couple other things like um, we had um, a tragic time in our lives where we were um, grieved by some lost, very close friends who had passed away oh. in one year, multiple passings wow. and carriage. Mm-hmm. And I remember that spiraled me back into a depression not an addiction but a real serious depression Mm -hmm. so i needed to go back to therapy and Mm -hmm. it just felt like it would never end it was just going on and on and on Mm -hmm. and finally one day i just i i was praying to the lord i was i was very envious of church people (laughs) because i said they got something they they know something i don't know so i would go to the churches but i just felt like i was um i was a stranger there like i was i was on the outskirts but not really outside looking in yeah sort of yeah like not really not really there yeah. yeah and 
I remember Holy Spirit one I so I was in um, Methodist church and someone prayed over me and um, did this whole like renouncing Satan thing, which I thought was weird at the time. <laughs> but I remember when that prayer was prayed mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it worked at that time because I had really dark darkness, like shadows feeling like they were pressuring me. Mm. And, and when she said that prayer and I repeated it, it, it fell and I fell to my knees and that was the beginning of something mystical. Yeah. And it was only like, I think maybe six months later where I was just hanging out cooking in the kitchen when I met Jesus. And I love, I love, I love it when you meet Jesus in the kitchen. <laughs> it's great. This was my favorite because it's when I really experienced the presence mm-hmm. of the Lord and feeling his love his all-consuming fire of love and knowing that Jesus is real, the tangible realness of Mm -hmm. Jesus Mm -hmm. just swept me off my feet. And I I just fell to the floor and I started speaking Mm -hmm. in tongues, which I've never done or known anything about. Right. Right. What is this? Yeah. That's great. So, so I, so again, after that moment, I started feeling different. Um, Again, this is, this is like a life changing moment for me. And my world's been changed upside down. The Buddhist, all of a sudden, I'm questioning everything the Buddhist temple, the job I have, my relationship. Um, and Holy Spirit's walking me through the whole thing. And I'm having this relationship with Holy Spirit. And like, wow, this is so exciting and intoxicating at the same time. Little convictions here and there, like, um, I, I used to pick up fruit at mm-hmm. the, um, this is a little confession. I used to pick up like apples and eat them at the grocery <laughs> store. Oh, right. I, no, no con- I was just like, I had no, um, uh, conviction of it. I was right, just like, right. oh, I can do this, whatever. Right. <laughs> it's so, an apple. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit said no more, no mm-hmm. more of that. <laughs> Cut me right off I used to put the shopping carts, you know, to the side or whatever. It doesn't matter. Nope. No more of that. I had to put, the put those dang carts on. Good little girl now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of grocery convictions. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's practical life, right? Yeah. Sorry. Keep on going. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and over the years, I just um, started getting real. Over that one year, I started getting, it was good for a while. I would say like a couple of weeks, really working with Holy Spirit. But then religion happened. Uh-oh. Yeah. And so I said, gee, I want to keep this relationship with Holy Spirit. So I said, let me get myself in a church. And I must have gone to like... 20 different churches (laughs) in like a year uh, just that nightmare almost like c.s lewis and the screw screw tape what is it the screw tape tape. letters yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i felt like him like what is going on (laughs) and um yeah so for a while i feel bad for my husband because i was like you gotta do things this way you gotta do things (laughs) things have gotta change um, so he, he dealt with me in, mm-hmm. in the nicest way possible through that year yeah. and bless his heart. <laughs> yes. You got a good um, one hanging yeah. with you in he your religious phase. He was patient. <laughs> thank Aww. God. Aww, I love that. Yeah. And then I got into, um, I think seven day Advent was one I stuck with for a while because I'm like, you know what? at least these guys don't believe in eternal conscious torment. Cause I know that's not real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause when I had the experience with, with Jesus, You're that like, was, yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> that was another thing that was revealed to me. It was like, Oh, hell's not real. Okay. Well, well, hell, let me just specify that. Um, eternal conscious torment. Eternal, of yeah. It's not real. <laughs> mm-hmm. like God wouldn't do that. That was a big relief. Like, okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've been rambling a lot, but um, I'm loving it. This is great. This is your story. I really felt like you were supposed to share your story because s- different people are going to relate with different things Yeah, that you've gone through and your journey. And it is such a rich journey. And the fact that Jesus was with you on it in every part, even when you were in the Buddhist temple and Seventh Day Adventists and all these different and and even like the Congregational Church, you know, and all these different things. 
your Jesus is tracking with you, but he come he finds you in your kitchen, which is great, <laughs> and reveals himself to you. So you were walking out trying to find a church that was kind of where you could be fed, sort of in line with this Jesus that you met in the kitchen. Right. Right. So uh what happened after the seventh day Adventist church? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that caused some real psychological distress because I started getting into end times theology. Yeah. Oh, um, yes, yep. mm-hmm. yeah and I, I got really messed up. Um, boy, I did. Cause I, I remember just really like thinking about that and what I had to do to prepare for that. <laughs> and there was like some prepping involved and, Oh God. But God got me out of that too. I started listening to John Crowder, actually. John Crowder. Shout out. The Jesus Trip. Yeah, go ahead. So he has a YouTube channel called The Jesus Trip. And I started listening to that. And eventually, um, I just I heard Holy Spirit say, you know, go to New York, go meet him, go meet him in New York. Yeah, he had one of his events in New York, which is just a few hours from where I live. Right. So I went, and uh, for the first time, I experienced the drunken glory, which I had no idea. (laughs) Again, it was another surprise from God, which I love. I know. I had no idea it was going to be that drunk. I had no clue. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah, like I was like very hesitant because... I mean, I did, I did know about the drunk, the drunk, the new wine, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it could happen to me because, um, I had a problem with real wine. So. Right. right. Any, any so mention of- I am now disqualified from, yeah. no, this is, that was the, I'm not qualified. That, this is the authentic and that was the counterfeit. Right. So, yeah. 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 But, um, so there, and even to the, to this day, I try not to articulate the, in the in the terms of um drunkenness or mm-hmm. or high on god the only reason i don't talk about it like that all the time mm-hmm. is because you can lead somebody astray who might be thinking oh so i have to feel something like that you know and you don't it's just no. it just happens right. it's not something that you want to try to make happen exactly um, because- some people feel like they're i'm doing my christianity wrong because i'm not doing it and then that gap that gets to be a performance and then they feel condemned yeah. which is the very thing that kind of makes it hard to connect with god so if you're going to experience that you've got to connect with god and it's got to be a flow it's a it's a relaxation and a and when you relax it flows out versus something that you perform to get. And I've I've seen a lot of people who've been really, really frustrated. And, you know, it looks like, and also it looks like different things for different people. And so this is where we get into trouble, in my opinion, because we compare. Well, you had this wild, you were you know, on the floor and whatever, da, 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 and I felt a little buzz or I didn't feel anything, but I did feel a little warmth and peace. Well, yeah. you know, mine wasn't as good as yours. And I guess uh, he loves you more or I'm yeah. doing something wrong and we just get into trouble. Yeah. Um, and so I, I thank you for being sensitive in that, but it, it is, it is a real thing, but it does look different on different people. It and, does. and John yeah. mentions that too. I mean, he says clear, clear as day. If, you know, one guy's lying on the floor mm-hmm. laughing in hysterics and then the guy sitting in his chair is thinking, am I doing something wrong? Right. And then the guy, the guy laughing on the floor is embarrassed. Right. Thinking, am I doing something wrong? You know, right. so they're both, <laughs> you can easily. Know. Exactly. And it's like, just enjoy Jesus. Just enjoy. (laughs) Be at peace. He loves you. And, and relax and let it be whatever it is. So thank you for that sensitivity. That's beautiful. So you went to this John Crowder meeting and started, wow, this is a whole new aspect of being intoxicated with cod and the new wine of the spirit and all of that. And that's actually a thing. And, but, you know, it's more than just the drunken glory. It's, it's the person of Christ, however he's manifesting. So how did that journey go? Well, the healing is what it was exciting for me. Um, people, people praying over me and, um, healing first for myself, you know, all the healing that took place, um, with people, not just by myself, 
you know, when I'm by myself with Jesus in the kitchen, that's wonderful, but it's also such a beautiful thing to fellowship with others and to heal with one another, lay hands on one another, um, pray over one another. I just love that community. And that's what it was about. We would just pray for one another. And there would be these little mini healing groups after John Crowder spoke, there'd be healing sessions and then he'd speak again. And you're you're already getting healed just by hearing the gospel, right? The real one. <laughs> yeah, the real gospel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just remember like layers of religion just shedding off me. <laughs> well, and you had it religion coming and going. You had the Christian version, but there were other versions, right? Of yeah. religion. So you, you were just so odd for Holy Spirit and what he was doing and doing no. John Crowder's ministry and other just people and community. And I love that. A lot of times stuff will only happen in community. There's a one-on-one, which is beautiful and perfect and ongoing. And then there's also community um, that where we get to minister to one another. And um, that's amazing. I love that. So all these things were being stripped off. And yeah. And my daughter, of course, you know, my, when my daughter was born in 2015, we call her the miracle baby because uh, we thought we couldn't have any children. And then she came. Wow. Yay. Wow. And, uh, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. And she is a miracle. And we call her Melody because my husband's really into music and he loved that name. He, <laughs> he was like, it's going to be Melody. She's a song. She's a girl. To the world. I love it. Melody. Um, so that, that's of course, uh, another blessing from God. And we, um, I remember, I think it was when she was two years old, she had her first, um, trip out to, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, <laughs> where we went to, um, another, it was a John Crowder event, but it was called the joy clinic. So I just remember that time in my life, Holy Spirit really speaking strong into my life to, to do things that were really stretching, you know, to like my family is like, you're crazy to go to Fort Wayne, Indiana. You don't even know anybody. I literally only knew one person. And for me to get on a plane with a two-year-old to go to Fort Wayne, people thought I was a little nuts, <laughs> which I get. I, I you were get hungry. It. You but I knew it was Holy Spirit. Yeah. And there was so much healing at that meeting Aww. and so many connections, so many great friendships that I have now to this day, you know, face-to-face friendships that have been growing and, and just, yeah, yeah. Just like connecting with people that have the same um, understanding of, of God, the loving, caring God. Yeah. Um, know the gospel, the true gospel, and just being able to like commune with Jesus together and Holy Spirit and just, you know, get whacked. <laughs> enjoy enjoy, yes. the, enjoy yeah. the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Yeah. So instead Absolutely. of thinking that we have to work on our salvation, which was my whole childhood into adulthood, thinking I had to right. fix myself. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's already fixed. I'm already perfect. I'm already whole. I just don't know it. Mm -hmm. And Jesus revealing these truths to me, it's like every time I hear it, it's like a new layer of religion peels off and goes away. (laughs) That's amazing. And and that's, that's so healing and such, such a really a deliverance from all the just the layers and layers and the bondage. And that's wonderful. So here you are with your two-year-old at the joy clinic, um, getting whacked whacked. in the spirit. And, um, and then just all these layers and layers of mess coming off because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy is healing. The community is healing. Love is healing all of that. Mm -hmm. And so you just kind of continued your journey. And so um, what are the things um, as you're kind of waking up to, okay, so what really is the gospel? Who really is this person? What did he actually accomplish on that cross? Who am I in the light of that? Um, and then, you know, just walking out your life. How did that continue to roll for you? Well, yeah, I'm glad you asked that because as um, we are approaching, like, let me let me think, 20, I, a little before 2020, so before the pandemic, 
um, things were things were rocking and rolling. I would say with Holy Spirit, things were good. My job was good. I feel starting to feel some sense of security in my life, and um, just being patient on the Lord. I remember it was kind of a dry season in 2019, just waiting, waiting <laughs> for something to happen, and. Um, I remember letting go of that kind of like waiting because uh, that was like a whole year of me thinking I had to wait for something. <laughs> that was kind of another religious um, twist I got myself into where, you know, um, I was almost in that like poverty mentality, I think, mm-hmm. I think is what you would call it. Um, right. Like why, uh, uh, why I'm not getting all these benefits that they talk about, you know, like right. I should be rich by now. <laughs> right. And then Holy Holy Spirit just started revealing to me um, through relationships with with family and friends and different circumstances that would happen in my life. It would be pivotal to me in my in my recovery, my my journey, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the testimony. Like I'm trying to give you an example. Um, so. Like 2020 hit me pretty hard right from the start. January 1st, I remember I was in my friend's house and we were celebrating New Year and we were in the prophetic and stuff. <laughs> so we were we were just having a great time with the Lord and listening to some prophecy and things like that. And then and then we watched the ball drop. But I remember like it was like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. And it stopped at like three and the power went out. And I actually experienced like a little bit of a deliverance, I think, because like I freaked out at first because like something in me really wanted to see that ball drop. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I like, I'm hanging. What what is what's going on? You leave me hanging. And like, and I just started laughing and laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> like I was laughing at myself for about what I missed. Yeah. Like I was really for a second, I was like really upset. <laughs> and like little things like that would be so apparent, you know, in my, in my life at that time in 2020, then, you know, of course the coronavirus, mm-hmm. that's what it was called before COVID that's and right. me being like, well, this is scary. I remember going to the grocery store with gloves on. <laughs> and I got gloves and a mask and the, you know. And I remember like taking my like, suit. <laughs> yeah, like the cereal boxes. I yeah. literally thought I had to clean them off. <laughs> right, right, right. And then and then, you know, pretty quickly though, I remember that didn't last too long. That was like the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. They said a couple of weeks to flatten the curb, right? It was supposed right. to be over. Right. But it wasn't. So I remember just Holy Spirit filling me with so much joy that was getting me through these tough times and just realize it kind of like the whole thing became almost like a joke to me. And for myself, that's what that's what God was showing me, like that, not like the disease is a joke, but like you have no idea how good I am. And you have no idea what I'm going to do to heal this country, heal this nation, heal the world, you know, and let me show you, let me show you what I'm about to do. And so, so me starting to believe this, because this is what I'm hearing from Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is good news. Right. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. (laughs) It's not gloom and gloom. It's good news. And I'm just opening up my ears and my eyes to this reality that God is with us and God is all through the out the trials and tribulations you might be going through he's in it all with you and not only that it's not your fault it's finished he's done it all so you don't have to kind of do anything or add to it Mm -hmm. and bible verses would just pop out at me um I remember like the whole new creation or first as uh first corinthians 5 17 5 17 and 21 yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah all about the new creation in christ yeah, creation yeah. yeah and as an adam all have died as in christ all made alive and just the glory of the lord and the joy of the lord being your strength our strength these were verses that 
I never saw before. Um, Jesus is a savior of the whole world, especially those who believe. I mean, especially these those who believe. Oh my goodness. Yes. Verses were, were pivotal to mm-hmm. me and just changed my perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like Francois de Troyes and the Mirror Bible translation, yeah. because sure does alter your um perception on on the verses on what the translations on the greek Mm -hmm. it makes a difference when you understand the greek words absolutely especially aeonian uh the different years for um everlasting Mm -hmm. um like i used to think that um when you go to heaven it's like you you're you live now and and you work hard so you go to heaven later Mm -hmm. and then and then you you get your reward later. But um, what I'm experiencing now, what God is showing me now, is no, um, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Absolutely. you are actually experiencing it right now. Mm-hmm. And you can experience heaven or you can experience hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is in both places mm-hmm. and he's holding you through both places. So it's just a matter of being aware that you're already there. You're already in heavenly places, seated mm-hmm. with Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, we're co-seated, co-co-ascended, all that good stuff. <laughs> He's been through it. We've been buried with him. We've been yes. resurrected, resurrected with him. Yes. So yeah, just all that good stuff that wasn't preached a lot in no. growing up Sunday school. I just kind of heard stories, and it was kind of right. like, I don't know, is it even real? It just was sure. very blase, kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a little bit about me and wow. my journey. Well, that is, wow, that's gorgeous. I love it. I love everything he's brought you through. Now, you are writing a book right now um, on trusting the process. Not that that's the title, although maybe it is, I don't know. So, you know, clearly, uh, if we've got nothing else from all this, you have been in process and you're still in process and we're all in process. Um, and sometimes we are not very happy about our process and sometimes we don't know if it's actually God or whatever. Um, so help us with this trusting the process. Yeah. So the title is trusting the process from identity crisis to identity in Christ. Ooh. And, um, love it. that'll preach yeah. right there. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It, so right now it's very, very, um, shortly. It hasn't. I mean, it hasn't fully manifested, but I am just doing note taking and whatnot, taking journal entries and formulating it into a book, just like I've done before in the past. But hopefully this time it will actually go through and do the whole book. (laughs) I've I've tried doing this and it'll just and I'll get halfway through and then I'll say, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'll just toss it. (laughs) But I think Holy Spirit's got something to say. This is something He has so got something to say. I mean, I'm excited to hear about your insights. I mean, clearly you have been through a lot and, you know, God doesn't waste anything. And so what can we learn while we're going through whatever we're going through and how, how can we trust? How can, how can, if, if, if you were, if you had someone, if, okay, say you were talking to me and I'm saying, I'm going through so much right now. I don't know which way is up. I know that God is there, but sometimes I have a hard time connecting with him. Um, but I know he's there and he's doing something. And what, what, what advice would you give me? Uh, in learning how to trust what he's doing in me, through me, in it. Oh, so good. I, yeah, I just say um, the if you have to strive for anything, strive to enter his rest. <laughs> because that's the best place to be. <laughs> yes. Um, and by rest, it doesn't mean just do nothing or quit your day job. <laughs> because, oh, I, I didn't mention this, but I tried doing that too. That was like part of my... <laughs> This journey was like when I was getting all hyper religious. I thought yes. maybe I need to quit my job and start up a ministry. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't go over so well. Let me tell you. False start. False start. Yeah, so. false. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God will reel you back in. When you go out, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to, you know. Well, we're going to mess up. If messing up is not okay, I don't know. We're just not going to be okay. Because we're all going to mess up. We are in the process of 
learning by our mess ups in our mess ups. I mean, it's just a thing. I, you know, it's none of our growth is a straight line. Exactly. <laughs> so, and that is what I want people to get out of my messages. Even when I, I speak sometimes on YouTube or I, I do a TikTok video. Um, I'm just speaking what Holy Spirit's speaking to me and, and relaying that out there. And I'm sure if you watch some of my videos from five years ago, they're going to be a lot different. And I might be like, Oh my gosh. But you know what? (laughs) I know God was there in it during that time. And he wanted me to do it. So it's like, was I, you know, someone, someone said to me um, last year, I think it was, I remember it stuck with me because I felt a little bit of shame there because it was like, Aww. how can you do that? How can you get on Facebook and do a live like that? Isn't it? Aren't you like embarrassed or, or something like that? And I was like, you know what? I'm. It's not me doing it. This is Holy Spirit. Yeah. And even if people like might start judging because they see, you know, who is this person thinks she is preaching the gospel? I don't, you know, that that kind of that kind of arrogance is actually the opposite of what Holy Spirit wants. It, you, 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 you are actually more arrogant to not speak up and not say what, what you want to say, what Holy Spirit is telling you, because, because I want to show people that you could be human. You could be um, your total authentic self and that's okay. So, even if it's not just just okay, that is actually what God wants you to be. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, Mm -hmm. it's authentic. It's real. You don't have to, um, say some, something prophetic or, you know, do something. I got to work up a prophecy here because that's what I'm supposed to do. It doesn't work like that. It's a, it's a free flow. And if somebody needs just a shoulder to cry on, then be that, you know, be there in the moments, be present because that's what he was to me. He was present. I experienced his presence in the kitchen of all places. I love it. I love it. That's what I want people to experience the presence and just the, the glory and, and, and he is a present. <laughs> he is the great gift, right? It so is. I just want people to be aware that, that he is right there with you throughout everything. He is. So, no you know, it's interesting. What- and even in the times when you, you weren't feeling him, when in your really dark days, when you were spinning yeah. out, yeah. God was there, right? Yeah. And he was working in you something, bringing you out, even when you were making some really bad decisions, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he was with you to bring you out. And so, you know, and, and in him, you can't always trust everything that comes into your head. You can't always trust, you know, um, your understanding of everything, but you can trust him mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And so and you, you don't need rest. a mediator. That was another thing. I used to think I needed a mediator or I needed a, uh, not a priest, a, um, a pastor to tell me, you know, what to do. And, mm-hmm. and there is, um, some truth and validation for like pastoral advice and such. But, um, but when you're constantly seeking someone else's advice and not going to Holy Spirit, it just dampens the relationship. Why, why well, it does it makes, it makes the, the pastor God. Yeah. Um, instead of Holy Spirit in you. And so God, God is speaking through the pastor, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also speaking to you and, and you do both. You get everything. Yeah. That's but true. having him first as like, okay, so that does, does that line up with what's going on in here? Right. What's going on inside, which is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important. And then, of course, I started reading your book, Marked by oh, Love. <laughs> and I really love that book because it changed my my world um, in my journaling. Because oh, um, I love that. I don't know if your, your viewers know. Probably they, they know because it's your book. Um, but you, I love the way you um, take us through each chapter. And then you have a reflection piece. So you really can meditate on it. 
and answer the questions. And it just really strengthens your relationship with higher power. Um, not like in a way where it's like, it's a to do what I love about it is not like you do this and then this happens. It's not a to do book. No. <laughs> oh God, no. I'm and tired of those. So, oh my God, that, I, those wipe me out to be quite frank, but I got enough to do. <laughs> but if yeah. I get, if I get to connect with God and have him help me in the areas that I'm shut down and all of those things that, that helps me, but I'm so thrilled that 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 helped you. Yay. That blesses me. <laughs> yeah, it did. It yeah. got me through that writing period when I was writing um the rainbow wings. <laughs> See the rainbow wings. Wait, 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 wait. You just, okay. Ra- oh my God. That's, I love it. Rainbow yeah, it was, wings. I love it. I so what's writing. rainbow wings about for everyone who has oh. a kid or for the kid in us? Yeah. So Rainbow Wings is about a little dragonfly who is very insecure. She's Mm. already gone through her transformation process Mm. and she's wondering why she can't fly as high as the other dragonflies and why she has these tiny little wings that don't have much color. And so she seeks some advice from a little ladybug and um there's more to the story but i don't i don't want to spoil it for you there's also coloring pages at the end that's the the activity part i love it (laughs) oh my goodness oh that is so great i love it i don't have a little kid in the house you don't don't have to be a great artist i love it oh my this is so perfect you don't, you really don't. I, my, my, um, pictures are, are very mediocre. <laughs> That's great. Because there's you know, hope for us. Somebody out there is going to be like, wow, if she could write a book, I could write a book. And that's and really should. true, right? You good. You should write a book. <laughs> that is so good. I love that. Oh my goodness. You can't relate to that. So I'm transformed, but my wings aren't big and they're not colorful and I can't fly as much as someone else. And I'm really insecure. And mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Uh, yes. It sounds like a, a great book for a lot of us mm-hmm. who either have struggled with that, know someone who struggles with that. You know, that's a, that's a big thing. That's so beautiful. So where can they, where can people contact you? Where can they get your, your books and your book and yeah. how do they find you? Yeah, Facebook. You can Facebook me Anissa Zucker. And also you can um track me on Amazon, Anissa Zucker. <laughs> and then um for uh what is it? Instagram is Nisbliss777 and TikTok is Nisbliss7. <laughs> Very good. Well, I will have all your information uh information below. Um, so on, on the notes for the, for the podcast. So any final thing that you want to share to encourage us? This has been so, it's been honestly such a precious time. I've loved getting to know you more and what God has done. And I'm so looking forward to your book whenever it happens to come out. Mm-hmm. I think that revelation is so huge. Mm-hmm. So any final thoughts? Just, uh, just trust the process and just trust what God's doing in you because the revelation of Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ in you and the I am, the I am, right? So he is with you and you're marked by love, <laughs> as you say in your book. Um, I think it's really important that people know, um, their identity as sons and daughters of God. Um, because if you don't understand that piece of it, there's that whole family element that's missing. And, um, uh, once I started to have, when you have children, you can kind of, kind of see it full circle mm-hmm. where, you know, you see this beautiful child, you fall in love with this child. You wouldn't want anything to happen to that child. You do mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's how, that's how God feels about you. And, I, you know, we've heard it before, but are you feeling that? Are you intrinsically, you know, motivated by by that, by his presence? Mm-hmm. Um, just almost like a surrendering, a beautiful surrendering to his his love. 
-hmm. I just think that um, anyone watching this, just know that, that God is with you in it all. There's nothing that you have to do to earn his love. He already did it. He finished. He died your death on the cross. He has, you've been buried with him. You've been co-seated in heavenly places with him. You're ascended with him, resurrected with him. It's that union, that union, that bliss that he wants to show you. And he wants you to experience this and live it and walk it so that you could be a light for others. And we're just so, so blessed to have each other and to just wow. fellowship with you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Anissa. This has been beautiful. I, I think I think it's going to touch people in a very, very sweet, sort of unexpected ways, which a lot of times if you you know, if you kind of, yeah, watch, yeah, but, you know, you have such a unique way of sharing and it's, it's in, in the best, most beautiful sense of the word that I think catches people a little bit un off guard, a little unaware, which is perfect because that leaves the element of surprise. It kind of gets past our defenses, right? Where we either think we know it all or, you know, we've experienced it all or whatever, but there's always more. And I love that. Thank you so much for being on. I have totally enjoyed it. Oh, good. I hope so. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Yay. Awesome. Well, everybody share this with someone. There are people, you know, that need to hear what Anissa has shared with her journey, but with her revelation in growing with God and just her, her journey and, and, and the process that she's been in and still is in. And I'm in process. We all are in process, but we're one with one in the process with Jesus in the process, which makes it so perfect and glorious. So, mm. all right, guys, have a wonderful day. Thanks again, Anissa. And we will, we will catch up with you. Everybody check out her stuff. <laughs> go to her website or you don't have a website. Do you have a website? Sorry. Yeah. Um, Kano's education, but it's working. Yes. What we so, can do is share. If you, if you share this video, should I say this? Oh, yes. Go ahead. Tell, yeah. tell us. <laughs> so, so, okay. So I have an app on my phone that can randomly select a winner. So if you share this video mm. to, on your page or on just share it anywhere one time because if you do it more than once, it might confuse me. <laughs> share it one time, and I'm gonna write down write down your name, and then one winner will receive a free book of Rainbow Wings. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I love that book. I'm I'm excited by that book. <laughs> that is so perfect. Well, so make sure you share it one time, <laughs> but make sure you share it. Awesome, and so and thank you, and we will be keeping in touch. I know we will. So totally enjoy you awesome. all right well bye everybody have a wonderful day thanks for joining us on this episode of perspectives with katherine toon for additional information and resources please visit katherine